Welcome to the world of tomorrow. And Futuramapedia. <laughs> this is episode 23. I'm Mike Mercer. He's Steve Gower. And today we're covering Saturday Morning Fun Pit. Yeah. It's, we definitely had a lot of fun watching it, but not in a pit. I was in a pit. Uh, okay, so that uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but uh, uh, so why don't we just uh, dive into some some Futurama news? Good news, everyone. Oh, good, because I I don't have very many clips of that anymore. There's actually quite a lot happening for a canceled show. <laughs> there really is. Yeah. It's it's quite exciting, and it it seems to be all happening at once yeah so uh the the biggest piece of news we might as well start with was uh the announcement of the release date for worlds of tomorrow which is june 29th um did you watch the trailer that they put out for that i sure did it told me almost nothing but it looks pretty (laughs) cool uh well so yeah if you didn't watch the trailer um it featured george decay neil degrasse tyson bill nye and stephen hawking stephen hawking yep uh Three, two of which have been on Futurama before. But not Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yeah, two. So just Stephen Hawking and George Takei. So maybe when they bring Futurama back, they'll have uh, Bill Nye. <laughs> well, actually, I have I have a bit, uh, a, a comment on, on the game, because um, there was actually, in to promote the game release, they had a live table read featuring the original voice cast. Yep, they sure did. Uh, that was this past Tuesday, June 20th. It uh, could be longer depending on when uh, we actually release this show. Um, the game actually might already be out by the time we release this show. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> depends on how long it takes me to edit. You never know. Um, it's hard to edit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that was they had that at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So in Specific time? Pacific Specifically, it was Pacific time zone. Specifically Pacific? So it so was I late, up, late, late for us. Yeah, East, I stayed up Eastern at 11 time. o'clock Eastern. I was working. I couldn't watch it. Yeah. So it was what they did was uh, a live table read of the episode Proposition Infinity. Uh, in their advertising, they, they build it as a classic Futurama episode. I don't know that I would call that one a classic. I was kind of... Wondering if they would do something from the first four seasons. I, I was just going to say, I would imagine the first four seasons are the classics. But but they're all classics. They, they are. But uh, I also wondered, too, if maybe they picked one of the later seasons because of the licensing issues, which ties into uh, the other piece of news that's uh, kind of floating all over the internet about Netflix. But I think I'll come back to that. Oh, that's a you big tease. Yeah, I want I want to talk more about Still this, this live about the, the live read. Right. So it was really cool. They basically they had um, okay, so they had John DiMaggio, Lauren Tom, Maurice LaMarche, Phil Lamar, uh, Tress McNeil, David Herman, and Billy West. They notably, David. what's that? Did you say David X Cohen? No, but well, he's not a, a really a voice actor. So I was just mentioning the. Uh, Oh, okay. But David X. Cohen yes. and Matt Groening were both there as well. Matt Groening made a 10-second yeah. appearance. I only watched half of it. You Did he come back at no. the end? He, he was he showed up, said hello, and then was... I didn't even see him get off the stage. It's just, <laughs> it was that quick. Yeah. 
So <laughs> he's um, a busy man. So notably, notably absent was Katie uh, Segal. Yes. Um, I guess she was just unavailable. I think she's working on something else right now. Apparently, Sons of Anarchy. Are they doing another season? Is that what she's on? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. She's in that. So uh, Tress McNeil filled in to do the voice of Leela. That's right. Um, and in that episode. Proposition Infinity, which actually I haven't seen yet. I I have now just experienced it via table read. I have not Hold actually on a seen second. the episode. You are part of a Futurama podcast, and you haven't seen every single episode of Futurama? That is correct. For shame! <laughs> Including the one we're talking about today. Um, no, what? But, you saw this one. Well, I, I saw your notes. Not before, not before we decided we were doing it. This is my first, first time with you. That's good. So, uh, so basically, they they did exactly what it sounds like. They just went through the script and and read everything. They did all the voices, and that was pretty cool to to watch. Specifically, well, you pointed out Maurice Lamarche. Uh, he was really good, spot on. That's and right. I think David Herman was the other highlight too. David Herman is one of my favorite voice actors because he's so versatile. I guess I would have experienced him first in King of the Hill, because he does a lot of voices for them. He was a live actor for Office Space as Michael Bolton. Right. right. And he does so many voices on Futurama, and he's just so talented. And, and, And really, you know, we have the main characters, but the secondary characters and voice actors that do so many voices, they're just so amazing. Yeah, they're they're really good, and Tress McNeil did her best to to portray Leela, but I think we both agreed it wasn't it wasn't the greatest, but it it wasn't terrible either. It, it, was it wasn't the Leelaist, but yeah. uh, and you know I'm I didn't watch all the Facebook comments going through, but uh, from time to time I would you know swipe over to see what people are saying, and and one of the things was you know where's Katie Segal, mm-hmm. the other was. Uh, bring Futurama back. Yeah, or it's leaving Netflix. Yeah. But, but the other thing was, and it brought it, um, you know, close to home for me was, people were saying like, oh, I fall asleep to Futurama. Oh yeah, that's right. I did see a lot of people saying that. At bedtime, I watch Futurama. And that that's how I like, really bonded with Futurama, was falling asleep and... So Futurama puts you to sleep, is what you're saying. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> it's that good. Um, so... So anyways, I also have one note that I, I wrote down here. Um, I wrote, Phil Lamar is great. I can't remember what line. I think it was the Preacher Bot uh, stuff that he was doing. Oh, why yeah. I wrote that down. Yeah, his he was, preach- Yeah, he was like the most animated when he was doing the Preacher Bot. And that's what we were talking about is that is that these voice actors, is obviously you don't see it, but they're actually physically acting out their characters. So you yeah. can see him kind of putting his hand up to his temple and... Yeah, his <laughs> eyes were popping out of his head, I think, too. Popping out. Um, so, and Maurice LaMarche. Maurice LaMarche yeah, he is, was... as a uh, hedonism bot. Yeah. He just has that, whoa, I'm going to eat grapes. He did Morbo as well, right? He does Morbo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so other, than, other things that happened there, so they, they did a Q&A session afterwards, after the table read. So um, I didn't watch it, you did. I what did. happened? So there's there's some highlights. Uh, I can't. I didn't write down all the questions, but uh, one of the things that was noted by David X. Cohen was confirmed guests guest voices in the game that's coming out next week. Oh, okay. Uh, George Takei, 
Chris Hardwick, who is hosting the table read. Yeah. Stephen Hawking, Bill Nye, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's all that they confirmed. Um, I Who's think Neil deGrasse Tyson, the boxer? No, he's a scientist. He's, he's the... Oh, he's the guy that opened that yeah. trailer. Right. Yeah, and they also played the trailer at the end when I think like half of the stream had already dropped off. But that's... Uh, Fair <laughs> enough. Hey, that's uh, a live stream. You know, yeah. a lot of people watch those streams afterwards. Yeah, but maybe. I think I think everyone... The, the reason why when they confirmed the guests, I think one of the questions from the audience was basically saying like, well, we all watched the trailer already, so who are the guests in the game? But that's a good point yeah. because they're talking about there's... There are guests, like guest voices yep. on the game. Yep. Because, again, we've talked about it before. I'm hoping for a Simpsons tapped out version of Futurama. So, like, the Sims version of Futurama. It seems to be that, That's, right? Uh, yeah, and it, and they also confirmed, or at least, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't call it confirming because it always depends on, on uh, contracts and whatnot, right? But the right. voice actors all seemed very enthusiastic about staying involved with the game and it's and it's not just they went in and recorded their lines and they're done with it. Uh, if there's new content to be added to the game, they're all pretty committed to, to continuing on with that. So that's right. cool. Just like Game of Drones that has like yeah. at least 300 levels. Yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff there. Um, there was uh, a lot of familiar questions from Chris Hardwick. I, I have the feeling that... Uh, Either he hasn't listened to any of the uh, DVD commentaries or just hasn't been watching a lot of the question and answer stuff that we have. But who who but, listens to DVD commentaries? <laughs> uh, but, um, Unless you have a podcast. They, they asked the, the, uh, the, the usual question about the alien language and like, oh, I heard that, that it was decoded within 45 minutes of appearing. And, and, but new the information. The first that, or the second? The first one. Yeah, that but one's pretty easy. New information came out about the game is that there's going to be a apparently a hard side puzzle language challenge. What? Yeah, so that was David X. Cohen saying that. Of course it is. Um, and they were also just generally talking about like how there's a lot of the writers have PhDs and they're math nerds and you know, we we know all that. Um, I'm pretty sure there's an actual essay, essay or <laughs> book on the the nerd math involved in yeah. Futurama. So, I actually looked for a book written by David X. Cohen, and I bet there will be one. I'm sure. On Nerd Math. So, um, so uh, the other things that came up in there, um, I forget the context of it, but uh, John DiMaggio did a Trump impersonation that was pretty good. Right. Um, one of the questions was uh, they wanted to know each of everyone's favorite minor characters. Okay. So and what uh, are they? so starting from this is how they went left to left to right on the stage or I guess stage there, left or frame state camera well, left. Camera so John left. John, so John DiMaggio. So John DiMaggio. Right. His favorite was Roberto, who also was featured in, uh, <laughs> in the episode David Herman. I'm stabbing stabbing yeah. Steve right now. Uh, then Lauren Tom she said that John stole her answer of Roberto. So, two Robertos. Yeah, but uh, she wasn't. She there were kind of like some, like, uh, hemming and hawing about what she was going to say. So Billy West suggested uh, Inez Wong. Yeah. Oh, sorry, David is... X Cohen suggested that. Yeah. So she talked a bit about uh, about how she based that on her grandmother. Right. So and... secondary characters that they voiced. No, no, just any secondary any... characters. Okay. Because sure. John DiMaggio doesn't do Roberto. Right. So she so she based it on her grandmother. Well, 
yeah, she said Inez Wong is based on her is basically her grandmother, and she and she said some of the I'll have to try and pull some of the audio out and put it in in later, uh, but uh, she she said some of the some of the Chinese lines that either uh, that she says were actual like um, like they actually translated to to something, so I yeah. can't remember what they are, but. I remember remember those three like commentaries. Yeah, just, so just loving that. So that, yeah. but her final answer though was scruffy. So that's okay. two two David Herman voices. So two far. David Herman. John took mine, and mine was Roberto too. I think he could have his own. <laughs> How spell. about Inez Wong? Well, yeah, uh-huh. she's yeah, she's all right. I like her. She's my grandma. What's the uh, what's the story of Inez, by the way? You. Oh, she's you know she's tough. <laughs> that's why I'm channeling my grandma yeah, I was going to say is it your grandma yeah, yeah she used to you know the, the basic Chinese phrases that I'm saying were things that my grandma always said to me which translate as you know I'm going to beat you to death <laughs> <laughs> and then which means I'm going to chop your head off <laughs> all those lovely things that your parents always say to you. uh, Maurice LaMarche uh, he liked Hattie the old lady yeah um, that's Tress McNeil of course Phil Lamar likes Judge Whitey. Um, that's Judge Lamarche, right? Yep, yep. So, and and all, all through this, like each one of them, when the characters were named, they they did like a line of the voice when they so like they did their a, own a, interpretation yeah. of it. Oh, no, 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 no. The, like the so Maurice Lamarche did the Judge Whitey voice, right. and um, Tress McNeil liked. Oh, there's a typo in my notes. Don Bot and Clamps. What was your ty- typo? Oh, it says Don Knot. Don Knot. Don and Bot Clan and Clamps. Clamps. Okay. Um, and who voices Don Bot? Uh, Maurice Lamarche. Okay. Of course. And Clamps. apparently he he also did Clamps because he okay. did when uh, he he did Don Bot uh, line from Don Bot and then he also said uh, line from Clamps. Well, that was something interesting about their live table read was was when they would have to voice a character and then right after yeah. voice a a different character. And just seeing them transition so quickly. Yeah. Uh, now David Herman's favorite was Al Gore. Oh, he's appeared twice. Great. Yeah. Just and twice. and actually there was a I I caught this one during the live stream. Um, so oh yeah, so Al Gore did not appear on the stage and do his own voice. They didn't. They passed over that. But Chris Hardwick was about to move on to another question, and Billy West like piped in. Oh, I was going to say my favorite character because I was, <laughs> and I was thinking that too when I was watching. It's like you didn't go to Billy West. Uh, and what was Billy West? His favorite, favorite was Enos uh, from Roswell that ends well. His, right. Uh, his great. What's, what's the relation? Well. Anyway, great, 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 he, great grandmother. He did the line says something like, "Do you sometimes think that you're not." So you you only like girls because you're supposed to, <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. That's the line that he did. Oh wait, that's his. Yeah, right, right. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, gonna go uh, cook some chicken. His finger licking good. <laughs> uh, and that's that's about it. The uh, they ended the the session with the Jam City CEO. That's who's making the game. Uh, Words of Tomorrow. He thanked everyone for showing up, and then they just played the trailer that we all watched. So Jam City is is making the uh, that's that's the main the parent company I think and then there's other Tiny Co I think is the other Tiny Co is on it they're that's involved right. with it so there's uh, I wonder what the uh, Jam City has made no Ooh, okay Quest for Stuff so that's that's a like a Sims okay so they they do they do have a number of puzzle games and stuff uh, so 
genies and gems, goose jam, goose jam cookie, cookie jam. jam. You know what? You know what I think they might be in. In like it, it seems like Tiny Co is the overall uh, like designer behind it. Yeah, I think probably some of the game mechanics. That, some of the puzzles because yeah. it sounds like there are going to be puzzles but they also so. have family guy the quest for stuff which yeah. is the, the 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 sims style simpsons tapped out kind of thing but they also have the book of life sugar smash which kind of reminds me of the episode we're covering today <laughs> yeah purple berry purple berry blah, blah, uh, blah. The, the, it looks like they're, they're not uh, strangers to uh adaptations either because they've got avengers academy on there too i don't know what that game is about but about the Avengers. I bet you it's something similar to Quest for Stuff. Like, it's that type of game. Right. So, okay, so... Um, Anything else about that? Uh... Well, I, I mentioned that the the Netflix seasons, or uh, the Netflix news, um, and that's and I mentioned one of the comments that kept coming up in the Facebook stream was right. that, oh, you know, bring back Futurama, or get Netflix to bring it back, or, you know, it, Net, Futurama's leaving Netflix... Um, I so can't... are they completely? So yeah, okay. So please explain for all of our listeners what's happening to Futurama and Netflix. In, in the end of it, it's it's a uh, it's a license issue. Mm-hmm. Um, the first four seasons of Futurama, which are Fox uh, properties, and the Futurama movies, are leaving Netflix July first. Okay, so owned by Fox, first yeah. four seasons, and the movies. Yeah, and what's staying behind is just the stuff that aired on Comedy Central. So, uh, seasons, I guess, 8, 9, 10? Or am I got the number? 10 is the last one. Something like that. There's like, volumes or seasons. I call them Futurama or uh, Netflix season. Like, right, Saturday uh, Morning Fun Pit is season 10, episode 6. Right, vol- volume, right? Yeah. So, but for us in Canada, we don't even have seasons one, two, three, correct. four anymore. Yeah, so I, we only had going back to the movies, and I don't think all the movies even... I, d- I don't think the movies are on anymore on Canadian Netflix. Yeah, so basically in the U.S., which is the bulk of the viewers from the live stream... For sure, it's yeah. They're affected by losing the original season. So basically, if you want to watch it at this point... Uh, Buy the DVDs if you haven't already. Like I already have the DVDs of the original original seasons. I don't have the new stuff, so are you, I... get, are you getting paid for this plug? No, <laughs> I have. So I have all the DVDs, all the you Blu-rays. So I will sign this up. Me, aside from opening up my Blu-ray player and having to put a disc in. See, that's uh, uh, just an inside uh, note for the podcast production. One of the reasons we picked new episodes lately is because uh, I don't. I haven't brought my DVDs with me to watch while I'm uh, out of town. More, more so, Steve is too <laughs> cheap um, to to watch to buy the DVDs. No, and I have watch them remotely. No, I I have the anyways. You don't have this DVD. <laughs> no, but I have it on Netflix. It's so. just easier for us to yeah. uh, to, to you know, we, we, cover we, a, an episode on Netflix, and then of course we can we can have the uh, 31st Century Fox synopsis powered. By Netflix. Yeah. So, so why don't you read that? that? Should, should we... Uh, let's just go into it, yeah. Let's pop into the episode we're talking about. So, we're doing the Saturday morning fun pit. And this... I love it. This this synopsis is half a sentence. The Futurama gang stars in a trio of craptastic morning cartoons. Wow, so, craptastic. That craptastic. actually... No, that's a full sentence. We'll, we'll give them that. 
Okay, yeah, it, it fills <laughs> up a tablet. So basically, we, we, we covered this one because last podcast we covered, uh, what did we cover? Another. Uh, that would be Reincarnation. Reincarnation, which is also parodies on cartoons. Yeah, the different animation style. It's three segments in the show, although last last time we only covered the one segment. That's right. Yeah. I For this one, I only covered one segment. It was <laughs> G.I. Zap, which is my favorite part. Yeah, I watched all three uh, and, and have notes on all three, so we'll, we'll definitely talk about the episode as a whole. Uh, it's the... I, I don't know. So overall, what did, what did you think of the uh, of the? Well, you just watched GI Zappy said, but you've seen this before. So what overall? How does this uh, episode rank? Like say, let's say compared to reincarnation. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it equally to everything else. Um, you know what? It's actually like it is quite comparable because I really liked the GI Zap part. The Scooby-Doo, you know, part, I, I couldn't really relate to. I never really watched Scooby-Doo. Just like in Reincarnation, where I couldn't relate to, uh, you know, the anime style. Yeah. Um, but for me, it, it, it was better, just because the G.I. Zap segment was so okay. good. It was yeah, just so good. I'd kind of, you know what, I kind of put them on equal footing. Like, they were both, they, both of the show, of the episodes had kind of, well, this episode had a strong first and third segment. Like, the middle one, I didn't like so much. And and see, uh, the, the middle one, I liked better than Scooby-Doo. Yeah, okay. Well, well, why don't we talk about... Uh, Let's pop through it. Yeah, so the first first segment started with uh, Bendy Boo and the Mystery Crew. How are you? <laughs> what was the episode The episode title within the episode of this one? Uh, and the, I thought it was Bendy, Bendy Boo. Boo and the Spooky Kabuki. So uh, yeah, the 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 title of the episode within the show within the show actually kind of we should talk about that later. Um, the title the, of the episode it's like, of the act. Anyway, sure. Yeah, so Bendy Boo and the Mystery Crew. Uh, they the title is Bendy Boo meets the Spooky Kabuki. So this one, uh, like you mentioned, features George Takei. So that's a good tie into the news that we had. Good news, everyone. <laughs> Sorry to haunt you so effectively. <laughs> that was one of the lines he said. Yes. Uh, I didn't copy down everything, but so basically in that episode, uh, he uh, it's a parody of Scooby Doo. It's pretty obvious from the title. Really? I feel like really. Did you really yeah. have to point that out, Steve? <laughs> I did. Um, so they, basically, they, they go and visit the professor uh, clone factory or something like that, and. Uh, and uh, they run into George Takei, whose Kabuki theater is not getting any, uh, any. Basically, no one's coming to watch his Kabuki theater because of the new basketball stadium that's being built. And I think I know what Kabuki theater is, but what is Kabuki theater? Uh, it sounds dirty. I think it's just a Japanese theater style. I don't think it's as dirty as you think it is. Kabuki is a classical Japanese dance drama. Kabuki Theater is known for the stylization of its drama and for elaborate makeup worn by some of its... So it's almost like yeah. Uh, Geishas. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Except, uh, I guess George Takei's Kabuki Theater is not uh, not so much on the makeup, but he likes his masks. Fair enough. That's where the story to haunt you so effectively comes from. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, they... The, the, they bleh, I can't talk. So there's some ghost monster that 
that shows up early on and, and tries to scare them away and they're trying to figure the mystery that they have to solve is who is this ghost and there's uh, they go through the episode trying to figure out they set a, a monster trap in the professor's lab and uh, eventually they they cat oh yeah the Harlem Globetrotters show up too because oh. of course they do that's right um, and they because they want to use the professor's cloning machine to make uh, clones of Larry Birds so they can practice against five Larry Birds because if they can beat five Larry Birds, they can beat anybody. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they... Um, was Larry Bird any good at basketball? Yes, he was, he was very good. He was a good player. Actually, I liked in the uh, the only time they used Larry Bird's voice was... And it was, actually was Larry Bird guest starring. Um, but On the, this episode? Yes, in this episode. They play his answering machine, like something like, my agent passed me a script to read for some cartoon, but I didn't <laughs> want to do it. Leave a message. Beep. And that's the only one he has. Oh, um, that's great. So, you know, hijinks ensue, ensue. They figure out, what's that? Larry Bird was also in Space Jam. That's true. And I did think about Space Jam when I when I watched this, but it wasn't really about the basketball, so. It's just a good movie. Yeah. Carrying um, on. Yeah, so they find out that George Takei was the was the monster, and in in classic Scooby Doo oh, style, you just gave it away. Too bad. Classic, classic Scooby Doo style. They yeah. they explain. Well, it all makes sense. You must have uh, done it so that you could scare people away from watching the big game, so they come back to your theater. And and the reason actually from George Takei is that's not why I did it. I did it because I'm mentally ill. <laughs> I. I the joke was okay, but anyways, that's the end of the, that episode. And that's the end of that <laughs> chapter. Um, there's there's some things we can... Uh, Do you have anything else to say on. about Bendy Boo? Um, actually, one thing I thought about was uh, Bendy Brew. We should... Uh, our friend Pascal and his friend Brad, they make their own homebrew. We should get them to make Bendy Brew. This episode of Futuramapedia brought to you by Pascal and Brad's Umbrella Death Grip. It's actually City Amber Ale, five point five percent. Anyone saying City City Brewers Umbrella Death Grip? That's what it shows up in Untapped. Oh, did he, uh, is it? Did he TM that or did he steal that? Okay, so we're gonna get Pascal and Brad's brewery to make us a bendy brew. Yeah, a bendy brew. Now that's want, that's what replacing so, the Scooby snack. So should we? Okay. Okay. So what what we should do? Like a lager, a red. Well, a stout. The the bottle itself was uh was a, like a dark brown bottle. So hard to say what kind of uh, what kind of beer it actually was. I I think maybe maybe a stout. I don't know if they're up for brewing a stout. So maybe <laughs> I don't really like stouts. Okay. Well, so... back when when they when when they brewed their own. Brew and it was is it a is it a lager or an ale? Remember when they when they turned hmm. Ben they brewed their own beer in Bender ale or a lager? So what would what but would, they called it Bender Brow, didn't they? That's true. So so Bendy Brew hold though. On, we got a we got a brand going on here. We got right. Bendy Brew, and we got and we got Ben Bender Brow, right? Yeah. So. We'll have to research this, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely, if if this happens, if we can convince Pascal to do it, I'm pretty we'll sure do a video. I think he's okay with uh, yeah. with making more beer, and that will be our follow up video 
to our Spike Slurm video, yeah. which had great reception. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> all right, we we're moving on to <laughs> Purpleberry. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you know what? The, there's there's some notes here, but I will save those for uh, for our later discussion after we're done talking about the episodes. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, Purpleberry Pond was that the name of it? Uh, it, the act two was Purpleberry Pond, and the episode title within episode was Princess Purpleberry Meets a New Friend. <laughs> so this was the one that I I said I didn't really like as much as the other two. Right. Uh, that is apparently because it's based on Strawberry Shortcake, which I'd never watched. I, I love here. Strawberry Shortcake. We just had some Strawberry Shortcake. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about a, a TV the, show. The cartoon, yeah. So, Alan, you actually, have you seen Strawberry Shortcake, the show? No, I, ha- I haven't, but I think the style that, that it was animated in is, that's pretty much uh, what the actual cartoon is like, and I think they have right. matching toys to go with it. Right, it's very, all product very, integration, yeah, selling sugar to children. Just yeah. looking at some of the images of Strawberry Shortcake. That seems like a like. A, yeah, you can see when we're looking at this. You can see uh, looks like my little my little pony. You know, and that's what I thought originally that this was based on because they're the the horse or pony pulling uh, Lord uh, Loquat's uh, carriage right. looked like a My Little Pony from what I I've seen. But basically, kind of re- reminds me of Candyland. Yeah, very very young like. Um, yeah. I, now you touched upon loquat, so oh yeah, I wanted to know what a loquat was because would you they, like would you like to know what a loquat yes. was is was is so it's advertised on the box of cereal, and it's actually a fruit, and it kind of looks like a peach, but if you look at the the seeds or the nuts, if you will, it, just <laughs> okay for all of you listening, please uh, right now just on your phones. Google loquat, Google images, and and you'll see. <laughs> they look like brown nuts. Yeah, and <laughs> I think our next That's video much, sh- we, we should, should go find a loquat. We should find a loquat and, and cut it open and see how it tastes. Well, it's it's, it's from a, China, right? So maybe they'll be at uh, TNT. TNT, yes, the Asian store. Loquat is a species of flowering plant in the family Rosaceae, a native to the cooler hill regions of. China, yeah, the South Central China. Forty-seven calories per hundred grams. Per hundred grams, hmm. fructose. All right, so that's a loquat. Yeah, loquat and uh, loquat flavored orange berries. So it's part of your uh, well-balanced breakfast. Yeah, which also includes everything, everything else. else: sausage, um, and eggs, and OJ. So yeah, I didn't. My my page of notes. I will just show show you really quickly. So this is. Uh, bendy boo notes so it goes from one side of the page to the other steve wrote a lot and then he ripped um, out the page well because it was in a different section and this is the purpleberry pond uh section that's right almost half a page that's it right and what about gs oh there's there's more we'll, we'll get there but uh i just i did want to say that while even though i didn't appreciate the second segment as much the writing was pretty clever in, with some of the rhymes that they did in the in the songs the songs yeah so 
I, I can I can at least appreciate the some of the jokes that they came up with there. The music in Futurama is always great. Yeah. Can you sing one for me? No, I cannot. Bendy, bendy, brew. I Actually, want to drink you. We'll be back with more commercials after these important messages. Oh, that's clever. I'll leave that the way it is. Uh, so GI Zap. Let's let's move on to that since we both GI Zap. So actually, you you focused on this one at 15 minutes and 40 seconds into the episode. Mm. Uh, that was that was what I enjoyed the most because number one, I I realized over time how much I love the character Nixon's head, <laughs> voiced yeah, by. Good. Uh, actually, who is it voiced by? Is it uh, Maurice Lamarche? Maurice LaMarche. Hold on, fact-checking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Richard Nixon's head. Formerly human, currently head in a jar. Voiced by Billy West. Yeah, Billy West. Although I, I was pretty sure that... Uh, that Maurice the, LaMarche? It was, yeah, it didn't exactly sound like Billy West. Because he kind of sounds else. like more... Yeah. Well, anyways... You know. Uh... Now like you that, know something. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, so he's become one of my favorite characters. I don't know why. He's just so confident and hilarious and terrible at the <laughs> same time. Yeah. And and just and the whole theme through the, the episode was, you know, people angry at Saturday morning cartoons. And you know how much I love signs. And there were so many yes. angry signs. I wrote a few of them down. But the great thing about G.I. Zap was that Nixon had to take out his old editing machine and redub a whole bunch of that little ep- uh, that little cartoon. Yeah, and that's why... Uh, um... Yeah, that's why the, there was a line in there. Like, do we have any equipment to edit tape? Oh, you know we do. <laughs> By Rosemary. Yeah. I thought so, maybe that was a reference to something. There, it is. And so I, I did you. look it up. Um, although I I had some help from Infosphere, which is our unofficial sponsor. Um, we pay them one cent per We pay them reference. with our ad, uh, ad views. Yes. Anyways, uh, so Rosemary, I can't remember her name, but it's it's a reference to his, his secretary who infamously accidentally erased some of the tapes so leading... That right. Nixon recorded everything on tape, right? Yeah. So um, there was an incident where messages she was deleted. Uh, I can't remember what she was trying to do, but she ended up erasing part of the tape. So there were some notable gaps in the recordings in some of the recordings. That so. seems quite convenient, yeah. Rosemary. But so that's yeah, that's, he, that's he a reference. Says, to you that. know, yeah, Rosemary, and that. So for all of you. Uh, media types out there it was an old tape to tape editing mm. interface yeah a to b editing <laughs> as you will yeah and i'm i'm in tv so <laughs> i appreciate that actually more so i appreciate editing on a computer yeah it's a lot easier but so part of it was there was only one real video edit was when he actually took um when they blow up the kin- kindergarten Oh yeah, and he revo- reverses the the tape, and then says uh, says uh, the uh, the patriotic peacekeepers who really 
rebuild schools with their bullet-sucking <laughs> vacuum tanks. Yeah, I copied that down, too. Those, those, those lines were so great. Yeah, and overall, like, there was actually... There was... Yeah, I saw that one. It just it hits close to home for us Canadians. Uh, for all you listeners who aren't Canadian, uh, we have a, 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 a coin. It's called a toonie. We have a loonie. It's worth one dollar. Yeah. We have a toonie. It's worth two dollars. And then we have the bills. You know, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars. For Americans, you know, yeah. a, a toonie's worth, you know. 25 less, cents less than a dollar um just just wanted to say i think we may have had a a temporary recording error so i'm just saying that for later when i'm editing and uh we have a gap in recording like uh nixon's tapes just in case anyways what did you do rosemary <laughs> uh, so yeah so too many cartoonies another sign is just we're mad again it's yeah. that it's that person protesting just because they can uh bring back sea hunt yeah i i looked that one up did you look thank it up? you so much eh. okay I, so I wanted to but i knew you would so what does that i mean? still don't know what the sea hunt is but it's apparently a reference to the simpsons where there was a similar protest scene and there was a sign it wasn't bring back sea hunt but it was a similar sign that said like bring back whatever whatever TV show so we don't know what sea hunt is no i don't think it's anything but it was c s e a yeah. hunt i thought of for a second i thought of sequest dsv do you remember that show with roy scheider from jaws i'm not that nerdy you're gonna have to describe it oh, to me. It, they're on a futuristic submarine and they have a dolphin that can talk okay i'm looking up right now if it is what you're talking about if, I will it's be, not sea hunt i you know it's what? called sequest dsv but you know what what does DSV stand for? I have no idea, but that was in the name of the show. Bring back sea hunt. Images are boats. Yeah, yeah so it just goes to the, the Simpsons Wikipedia. Oh, okay, so it does say sea hunt in the in that one. Something about politics. Sea hunt is an American I... adventure television series. One of the people outside of the White House is seen. Oh, that's. Oh. Yeah, click on that. This is, this is from Wiki Simpsons. Wiki Simpsons. History. Okay. One of the people outside the White House is seen holding a sign that reads, Bring Back Sea Hunt in the, Sim- in the Simpsons. Mr. Plow. In Mr. Plow. Oh, that's such a that's great... That's an old one. That's a great episode. So, I, I think we're going to have to watch Mr. Plow, but that's All right. another time. Next <laughs> episode on the Futuramapedia podcast, we cover The Simpsons' Mr. Plow. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's happening. You know when you go home, I'm going to watch Mr. Plow. Okay, so bring back Sea Hunt. And then there's one that just reads, you can't read the whole sign, it's just something something stupid, spelled S-T-O-O-P-I-D. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's one that says tune out, spelled T-O-O-N out. Yeah. Because you're just going to stop watching cartoons. And my one of my favorites, death to violence. <laughs> 
There was also one that I didn't catch this, but it was in the info for your notes. Um, something about animation domination or something. Right. Which is a reference to Fox's animation domination, where they had a whole bunch of animated shows. That was their. Futurama uh, was their not one of them. According to the Infosphere. Yeah, but they sure did dominate the yeah. animation. Oh, I've gone too Well, they used to... Futurama followed The Simpsons, didn't they? Yeah, but I, they moved Futurama. They were on Friday nights a lot. And anyway, that's a... That's a, that's a whole... That's a whole nother bunch of bananas. So, Speaking of bananas... Yeah, I was going to mention the title of the episode. We, we only said G.I. Zap, so... So it's Operation... Oh, well... You, you wrote it down. Yeah, so original title is Operation Throat Split, uh, but uh, Nixon's edit is now Operation Banana Split. <laughs> Sharpie and banana put a P between the split. <laughs> so uh, that, there was not very many banana splits in that episode, unfortunately. There sure weren't. Uh, the, acro- the acronym was, was the one that yeah. he left in because it's clever. Cle- yeah, it's just right. Cle- the acronym. Acronym. A criminal regiment of nasty young men. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty, uh, pretty accurate for some of the the uh, organization acronyms that they used to have yeah, in these yeah, shows. Just, okay, we want the acronym to read this. Now let's build some words around it. Yeah. Warning shot: surface-to-air missile. Blow them straight okay. to church. Yeah, the, <laughs> there's. Yeah, was it? Sorry, you said surface. You said that backwards. It was the surface-to-air warning shot. Sorry, that's yeah. that's how I wrote it. Yes, Surf, and it, surface to air warning shot, and then some point it, it becomes a surface to air telegram. Telegram. The uh, oh, the names. I want to to run down the names. Okay, perfect. So we have freezer burn. Uh, it's an obvious reference to to fry. Yeah, it's frozen. Cryogenic uh, state. Nutcracker. I think it's really just setting up a joke for later. That's yeah, Leela. and she actually does have a giant nutcracker as a weapon. That's right. Afterwards, Hermes, which is waterboard, yeah. which is just it's a form of torture. <laughs> so they call so oh. they call water, waterboard helpful Johnny. Yeah. Oh yes, and and Leela, they they decide to call uh, Pat the nutcracker Pat, which is a reference That's to a, Ni- Nixon's, Nixon's wife. wife. The Nutcracker. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> that Nixon's wife Pat yeah. is the Nutcracker. A uh, box cutter is uh, Amy's Amy's name, hey. and instead they call her Power Powder Puff. Is that what that said? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then the last one is is my favorite Bender as Orphan Crippler. Nah, yeah. Pash. So there's the names. So uh, the. Um... And this this is the third episode where the professor and Zoidberg are the uh, two villains, right? They're they're the villains in or not the villains, but they're shown together in each of the, the three segments. Yes. So I uh, Zoidberg doesn't get named, but he calls the professor Professro, mm-hmm. which is a uh, reference to um, is his name Sinistro or something? Oh, I thought you were going to say Magneto. No, no, no. But it or no Destro or something like that. Anyway, it's it's a Dexter. No, Destro. The, the blood animal? No. no. What's that a reference to? Destro. It's a G.I. Joe character. Oh. See, I, I didn't really watch. I just you played the toys. With, I played with G.I. Joes. I made up my you own had, names. You had the toy that he's a parody of. 
I do sure. have the toy? I think so. What does he look like? Well, I think the actual character is like, uh, he's like got like a metal body or something. He's bald. That's oh, why the professor would... I had the, full, I had the, the footlong toy. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I remember that silver map, silver map. And Zoidberg, though, look, was looking like Cobra Commander. Right, yeah. yes. Yeah. Even though he wasn't in charge, so go figure. The Cobras. <laughs> Wait, was there an acronym for Cobras? Uh, I don't... You know, there might have been, but I don't I don't know what it was. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, bye, guys. Zoidberg, Cobra. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, or, uh, pretty funny, sorry. Wasn't cool, it was funny. <laughs> And when they were um, when they were aiming their weapons, uh, they said, ready, aim, negotiate. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and Zap, of course, when they're parachuting out of the plane, and he takes uh, basically takes Kiff's parachute. Okay. Classic selfishness on uh, Zap Brannigan. Yeah, I like that or it was GI Zap. It was. I like that they basically didn't change Zap at all. Yeah, his personality was the same. He just yeah. got. A whole lot more buff. Yeah. I got to tell you, that velour uniform looked way better this time. <laughs> tell my wife. I'll be home for dinner. <laughs> and, then, and, then it, and then the plane crashes, and, and, and the line is, I landed the plane safely next to this naturally occurring fireball at Disneyland. Hi, Tinkerbell. <laughs> yeah. You know why it said hi, Tinkerbell? Uh, it was a severed arm. <laughs> yeah, was a severed waving. arm, yeah. Um, and I, I thought, too... I thought, I was expecting when he said when he went in to edit tell my wife I uh, almost thought he was going to say hello. <laughs> yeah, tell my wife hello from the neutral planet. Yeah, but I guess I wouldn't fit with Nixon. He's not very neutral. No, he's uh, one sided. Yeah, and oh oh, we should mention I marked down the time of this as well at twenty minutes and eleven seconds. The Wilhelm scream. What's a Wilhelm scream, Steve? <laughs> Well, without going into too much detail, it's a it's a scream used by sound editors. It's sort of like an inside joke for sound editors across like many many different movies. Um, the most prominent reference that I can think of off the top of my head would be in Star Wars, whenever a stormtrooper gets shot down in the Death Star. There's yep. one sequence where that you hear it. It's a it uh, it's a really notable notable sound. You've heard it everywhere. Um, it dates back to... You may to, or may not know you've heard yeah. it. But you sure have heard it. It, it dates back... What the, that's not the sound. <laughs> it dates back to a Western movie. Uh, I think... Yeah, that would be it. Mike just heard himself. Again, stop stop doing that. I'm going to tweak Steve's nipples. I'm going to pinch Steve's nose. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I, I just grabbed my loquat <laughs> seeds. <laughs> Take that away from you. Uh, no, so it was. I, uh, we actually covered the Wilhelm scream back in our episode 14 from three years ago. I sure don't remember what uh, we say, said about it or why no, we so, were talking but about it. It's, it's why were we talking about it? Uh, because it's in the episode Fun on a Bun, I'm pretty sure. Should we go through each episode and see how many Wilhelm screams there are oh uh, you can do that i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out. out to our listeners <laughs> watch the entire futurama series and report back to us how many Wilhelm screams you hear i i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that it's in uh, wars the h word 
The listener with the most accurate number wins a prize. To be determined. Hey, guess what it is? <laughs> um, so uh, it, it's thought to date back to the movie Distant Drums. Um, and actually, uh, yeah, actually this is good. I just listened to a podcast recently um, called uh, 20,000 Hertz where they covered the uh, the Wilhelm scream. Yep. They talked to a sound editor from Hollywood uh, who did a lot of detective work to track it down. And they mentioned the actor Sheb Woolley. Who is the originally? Uh, That's original the actual voice. voice. Yeah. If I click on him, I wonder what his picture looks like. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, um, if if you it's great for radio. Yeah. If you want to hear the full story, I'd um I recommend going to listen to uh, Twenty Thousand Hertz. The most recent episode is the Wilhelm scream. They actually have different recordings. Hold on. They talk about the Wilhelm scream on their episode titled. Yes. So it was actually pretty interesting because they have different recordings from the uh, the voice acting. Like they had the voice actor come in to record screams, and they have different takes of the scream. So you hear the original that ends up getting used, but you hear some other rejected ones too. Oh, I'd like to hear that. Yeah. So can you? So because you know we can't hear it right now, can you recite them for us? No. <laughs> here, I can. Uh, sure, here's one of them. Oh, do you want to hear another take? <laughs> Hold on, I just googled it. This is a different take. Oh, I just turned down the volume. That was the second okay. take. Um, so, so why did why did it become so popular? So you listen to this. So like, what made it popular to use? It's almost like like you can't make an action film without using the Wilhelm scream. It well, like I said, it kind of became like an inside joke with uh, with all the sound. Like yeah, an in joke like it says right there with with a lot of sound editors. Like it started with um, Disney, Indiana Jones, and <laughs> yeah, Disney Indiana Jones, cartoons. Star Wars. It says Disney cartoons, and it's kind of like it, it's kind of one of those things where each sound editor, you know, like they put the sound in there is kind of like like an acknowledgement of of people's work before them. Like it's right. It's kind of like a handshake, you know, a homage. Yeah, and it's and it's just something that it's. Like sometimes it's really buried in the sound mix, right? So it's it, it's hard to pick out. But I think it's always there. Yeah, even in rom coms, I bet it's in rom coms. Yeah, it probably. I'm sure there's been some dramedies. Yeah. In dramedies. So that's that's the Wilhelm scream. It does appear in GI's app. That sure is the Wilhelm. And I think it's actually scream. when when Bender uh, uses his uh, suicide suicide booth like weapons. And that's actually when uh, Nixon cuts the episode. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's when he's like... All right, it is too much. Let's go to the PSA. <laughs> it's too much. Oh, I thought he meant this, this portion of the podcast was too much. No. Yeah, yeah, he just doesn't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> so, um, PSA. Oh, the ball fight. Ripping it off. Yeah. Now I, he knows something. So now he knows something. They did always have PSAs after G.I. Joe. I don't remember specifically. Like, we talked before that uh like i don't remember the gi joe cartoons exactly like i do remember watching them with my brothers but they're not as clear in my in my head as like right. scooby-doo or transformers or flintstones or whatever i would have been wouldn't what if we had gotten the flintstones uh section segment that would have been neat or the jetsons oh you know what that would there be like kind of like super meta there well i mean 
ha- most of the future in Futurama is Justin's face, yeah, exactly. right? The rings. Yeah. The tone. So, funny enough, my ringtone is the Jetsons doorbell. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I remember it. That's pretty good. So, you know what? Maybe, yeah, it is fantastic. <laughs> Maybe that's that's our appeal for the... Because the, there's going to be another Futurama episode. So, the next, you know, cartoon parody, they should parody the Jetsons. Or at least the Flintstones. I think yeah. either or. Because they're basically or. the same show. Flintstones is the Jet. Yeah. The Jetsons is the Flintstones, but in the future. Yeah, different era. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's the same show. Yeah. Just different. The, the, the quarry is the uh, sprocket or whatever factory. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to agree with you there, Steve. <laughs> um, that pretty much wraps it up for our topic episode, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, best line, favorite joke, favorite. All right, joke, what are we starting with? Line. What are we starting with? Because I've got. We're I starting have, with Stephen. Gower. I'm prepared. No, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm prepared. I've got something picked for both. Steve is so prepared. He's holding up his notebook, and and just in anticipation. Actually, yeah, I could probably tell you. I don't need to have this open to tell you. All right, what, what is this? Okay, but what am I starting with? Best line or or best joke? Best line. Best line. Uh, actually, I do have to open it to read it. Uh, it's from one of the fake Purpleberry commercials. It's uh, the girl in the commercial says, I don't know which I like more, original or type 2. <laughs> that's a ref- referring to diabetes. Diabetes. Because that's, I think, when they talk about the uh, Purpleberry now with loquat-flavored orange berries. And that I'm not going to talk about the seeds of... So that's your I don't line. want to hear about your loquats. I don't want to see your loquats anymore. Uh, okay, joke. Oh, I'm doing both now, right? Uh, my, the, Two at the same time. <laughs> um, I my favorite joke would be from the Bendy Boo segment. There's, you know, in uh, it, it's very common to see now, but this is kind of like originated from the Scooby Doo shows where they. Go where they're chasing each other, and they go across a hallway, and then they like go in one door, and then come out a completely yeah. different door. Yeah. So the the joke here is that they, um, Fry and Bender, are being chased by the monster, and they go into one door, and then the screen just freezes on them, and you expect them to come out another door, and they just like nothing happens. Yeah. I just like that. It's almost like a like a, a W. B. Escher painting. Yeah, like with going a different perspectives. And, yeah. But but the joke in that one is just that they you're expecting them to come out of a different door and it just it stays there. Right. That was pretty good. See, it was hard for me to pick a favorite line. Uh, it was definitely from G.I. Zap. It was just all of the Nixon voice dubbing. <laughs> it, it it just it just killed me. Ah it was hor- so hard for pick me one. to pick. Okay, you know what? You wanna know what it was? It was one of his first dubs. It was it was because, and you know, I'm just going to loop this into my favorite joke as well because it's also visual. You see the tank just bombing everything, including the, the kindergarten. And then he rewinds the tape and he says, G.I. Zap is the code name for an elite group of patriotic peacekeepers who rebuild schools with their bullet-sucking vacuum tanks. Favorite line and best joke, in my opinion. Which wraps up this topic episode. Yeah, actually, I just, you know what, before we do that, I did want to just say, 
Wait, what are we? What are you pointing at? Oh, your tablet just turned into uh, make mode. Oh yeah, it, it went all uh, orangey. Does that? Um, no, actually, there, there was one reference I forgot to mention from the Bendy Boo segment, where the professor points out his various lengths of wire. Going back yes. to the pilot. Big callback. Yes. I think that was the, actually that from the pilot. I don't remember what it, my actual favorite joke from the pilot was. From you'd have to go back and listen to the Space Pilot three thousand episode that we did. Uh, but was that our very first? Yes, podcast? that was. But I rewatched. I started rewatching from season one on, and I have. I'm, I haven't uh, watched a few episodes in a while, but I remember recently. Not on watched, Netflix. Nope, not on Netflix. On DVD. Uh, I rewatching the pilot. I that was one of the jokes that uh, stood out to me was the the various lengths of wire bit. I don't know why. It just it it gets me every time. But it it was good. Not the best joke in this episode though. So. That's it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So you know what? Uh, we forgot at the beginning. I I was gonna, or I forgot. Sorry, because I was gonna mention it at the beginning. Not my uh, job. Nope. That that's all me. So uh, I was doing some searching around of some podcasts, and uh, I was looking up future round of podcasts because uh, originally, for the longest time, we were the only ones, which is kind of a shame because uh, we don't we don't release that many episodes. But uh, I found <laughs> they're just another, that good. There's another show out there now called Back to the Futurama. Um, it's a pretty good name. Yeah, that's so. I guess play on Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, thanks for pointing that out. You know what? Actually, who, who it, couldn't figure it in out. the live stream? Someone typed out Back to the Futurama. So I don't know if that was nice. I don't know if that was one of the the uh, probably a, a fan of the show or someone who. Or if they just happened to say Back to the Futurama. But that and you know what? Did you see how many people typed out Futuramapedia? Put out more podcasts? Zero. I, no, I saw it at least a hundred times. Did you type it? I typed it every time. <laughs> um, so uh, so they, they are they're kind of... I actually had a pretty similar... I listened to a couple episodes. They're, they're similar to what we do. Now, they're, they're doing it... Episode by episode, yeah. is that correct? Yep, and I think from That's what I saw cool. in my podcast feed, they just finished season two. Wow! So uh, they've been—I think they only just started in 2016. Then great, so they had to. So we'll have to talk to them. Yeah. So let's get back to the Futurama on Futuramapedia. Yes, yeah, so actually, if if they happen to be listening to our show, um, contact us, us at. Uh, Futuramapedia at gmail.com is our email address, and we are on Twitter at Futurama Podcast. Steve Geyer is our social media oh. manager, <laughs> editor, um, also long-suffering. If you prefer, for some reason, to leave comments on our show notes, you can go to futuramapedia.blogspot.com. That's right. Now, I wanted to put out an appeal to our listeners because we had such wide reception on our spiked slurm video we're gonna do another video we're gonna test out something futurama like and and you know do you listeners do you guys do, would you like to see us do 3d scrabble have a game of blurns ball or something else could be uh bender brow uh, ben, yeah well that's that's bender gonna happen Brew. regardless so that that's a that's a long game that one though. Bender Brew <laughs> takes a few weeks. Takes a few weeks. So anyway, so please tell us what, and we will 
do it. Yeah, and if you haven't seen our Slurm video that's on our uh, YouTube channel, and uh, I'll put the links in the, in the show, note to that, show notes for that. I'm super excited for this Futurama game. Steve and I are going to do some kind of unboxing thing together. Yeah, we'll do it. Do you use the, um, the uh, what's it called, the, it's Samsung's game mode or something when you open a game? It's oh, where you the, can like you can record. You can record. Yeah. Okay. So Steve and I are going to use Samsung Game Mode, and we're going to record yeah, ourselves. Yeah, that little yeah, orange little video game thing. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do that. Steve and I are going to put out. Okay. So that'll be the the first video is us figuring out how to play this game. Yeah. It's going to be super interesting. Most of you are going to watch it for ten seconds. Uh, I'm super excited for this game. Every time we've done a podcast since it was announced, I was just, I'm hoping... That's all that we talk about. Finger, that's all we talk about. I'm, I'm hoping for a, a Sims-style future. And, uh, yeah. If not, if it's another Candy Crush game, then so be it. I'm still happy. You know, I think it's... Uh, I, I'm hoping for a good game, too. And it, I, I cycle through mobile games a lot, and like I delete games that I get tired of playing. Like I was playing Star Trek Timelines for a bit, and I'm like, yeah, mm. this is getting boring. Yeah. So I'm hoping also that too this, much work. Yeah, and and I'm hoping also that this isn't going to be like uh, really emphasizing on the pay to play aspect. Like I hope that uh, you can just be a casual casual player and just you know that's good. Need point. to kill some time. The premium. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like the the Simpsons engine is it's a premium, but it's a really good balance between pay to play and. Just make your own donuts. Yeah. So in that, now, uh, if it is pay to play, are you gonna are you gonna invest any money into this game? That's that's the big question. You know what? You know, I probably would. All right. Well, I haven't, haven't bought any blue Futurama Blu-rays in a while. <laughs> I sure did buy a, a toy last episode. All right. Great. Well, that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I've been Steve. I've been Mike. And uh, enjoy your low class, everyone. Oh yeah, and uh, here now enjoy some uh, a classic bit from episode fourteen, "Fun on a Bun." The uh, Blu-ray cases are made from recycled toilet paper. It goes, it floats <laughs> into the sub sewer. I'll have to say, Kiff was uh, very not annoying in this episode because he only had like one line. <laughs> well, I tell you, there's going to be one day where we're going to watch a Kiff-centric episode, and I'm just going to hate it. It's the one where he gets knocked up a notch. Wilhelm scream. Uh, and it is. And just set that up. I'm sure you've heard it in many films. Yeah, it's, it's you may not have even noticed. Two hundred films at least, and just think about it. It's called a scream. So you probably have heard it, and you just never really paid attention. But now you will because we're gonna play it like five times in a row and drill it into your head. Next episode should be uh, a Kiff episode. Yeah, Kiff episode. Kiff gets knocked up a notch. <laughs>